So, the only news that I had this week was the news that I already shared with you, because I was so taken aback by it. And it's not even my news. I know. Um, it's Nick's news. <laughs> so, I didn't listen to the podcast that we did last time, but I assume you didn't put the stuff in when we were talking about Nick's new wife, right? No, I didn't put that in, and I kind okay. of think we had stopped actually recording at that point. Yeah. We were just okay. chatting about it, because it was a discovery, like, while we yes. were talking. Yeah, so pretty much what we found out that Nick has been married to this 26-year-old named Rico Shibata since, like, February. Of and, 2021. Um, yeah, of to 2021. And so... Yeah, it's it's almost been a year, <laughs> and um, I was looking up facts about this movie, um, and I stumbled upon a news article that said Nick is expecting a fucking baby with this woman. I was like, this is so disgusting, because he just celebrated his 50th birthday. Yeah. And so the age difference between them is it's it's quite large and nick is pretty old to be having kids at his age but like my dad has done the same thing he he had kids at like 55 or whatever so he's in the midst right now of raising like small children and then on top of that uh when i was at home for christmas you're not gonna be able to see this very well so i'm gonna have to stand up a little bit but i'm wearing something that says Antisaurus on it. Oh my god. <laughs> because if you couldn't guess, my sister is also pregnant. So everybody's having babies. Oh my god. I was going to say that was expecting. Like mm-hmm. I was expecting you to tell me that sometime like when we were like uh when I went over to hang out with you guys, I was like, I better say her sister's pregnant, like and I also know she wasn't drinking, and yeah, so I was we like... Were, she didn't announce it then, at that point. So it wasn't until after you guys left and we did our gift exchange, because they did all their baby announcements, um, or pregnancy announcements, in gift form, like, for the holidays, because it was at the right timing uh, for, like, the pregnancy to do the announcement. And so, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she... Has, she waited until like the very end to give her gift to everybody because it was it was the news, you know. It's the news of the season. Mm-hmm. And yes. so she gives a gift to my mom and Ty and it's they go in there unwrapping it and like as soon as I see like their reaction, they're on the other side of the room, I see their reaction and I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I know what this is. Yeah. And then my sister just turns around and throws me my gift, which is this shirt. And she's like, here you go. And I'm like, okay. I open it. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I thought. Oh, <laughs> but my like, God. How excited yeah. is your, Is your mom, like, was, is she the type that, like, really was looking forward to her grandchildren? Or is she kind of like... This is awesome, but not overly excited about it. Yeah, she's she's excited for for my sister and for her husband because that's this is what they wanted, and we all knew that they were trying to get pregnant. They have been, and and it's been, you know, whatever. But uh, nobody was really surprised, but we were all very happy. I guess the yeah. people that were most surprised were my dad and stepmom when they did the announcement there. Um, the so for my mom and my stepdad. 
they were given coffee mugs that said grandma mm-hmm. and grandpa um, on them, which is a pretty bold, obvious clue. Yeah. Uh, but for my dad and stepmom, uh, we don't do traditional gifting there. My dad really likes to gift lottery tickets, like scratch-offs. That's his thing. He likes to be Classy. gifted. He likes to be gifted <laughs> scratch-offs, and he does occasionally gift them the other way. But So they like we were exchanging the gifts, and they gave my dad his card with a scratch-off in it. And he's scratching it off, and he's like, ooh, I, th- I think I might have won something. So he gets up and he goes into the kitchen to grab his reading glasses, because my dad is old. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister and her husband are like, uh, it's on the scratch-off. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did you guys do that? And he comes back in and just like gives my sister a huge hug, and he's like, oh my god, congratulations! And then just throws the ticket at my stepmom, and she like looks at it, and then she just freaks out. She's like, oh my god! Because she had just recently had kids. So, you yeah. know, now she has something in common with my sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and now like... Did she keep all the baby clothes? So now, like, if your sister, you know, can just reuse all of those baby clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, now we have some place to dump all of our baby stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but the scratch-off was really fucking funny. Because uh, it was, like, just a clover scratch-off. You have three clovers and you scratch the bottom and it says, like, uh, congratulations. Like, something about a baby or whatever. Like... That's clever. It, it was. It was quite clever. Apparently she bought them on Amazon. <laughs> but. Of course. I know. Oh my god. Well, that's exciting for her. Yeah, it is. God, it is so weird too because it's like she's she's my age and it makes. Uh, and I know. Like she's your younger sister and she's going to have a kid. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, it puts your oh, life in perspective. Crazy. It really does. No kidding. Uh, I know. Because at first I was like, she's too young. But I'm like, <laughs> She's your age. Really. Yeah. 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 And oh. and we already know that it's going to be a girl because they do they did a genetic test like oh cool um, in the pregnancy sometime in the pregnancy to like look for other stuff and you know genetics tells you the sex as well so yeah. we already know the the sex so yeah I'm not surprised because it seems like girls run in your family <laughs> yeah so. but it's the the I men guess it's who the guy that determines yeah who it. determines and that's that was yeah, out of our control. He has brothers, doesn't he? He, he has. has oh, two, and he has sisters. Two brothers and sisters. Yeah, they kind of are like a half and half family. <sighs> God, so much baby talk this morning, and then we're just gonna. I mean, we're gonna talk about like killing children next. You know. I know. <laughs> not exactly. Ooh, rough uh, transition. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I didn't think we were gonna spend too much time on this movie, anyways. To be honest, I know because when I was taking notes, I'm like, I don't have anything to say because it's Nick's just selling guns to someone else now, and now there's problems. Oh, mm-hmm. there's different problems. It wasn't really much to, and I'm just not a very much a gun fanatic. So yeah, when he's describing all of the different like arms he was uh, selling, I was like, this means nothing to me. Exactly, like. <laughs> Guns and war, uh, yeah, not really our but. our thing. <laughs> not our forte. 
<laughs> yeah, but we can get into it anyways. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. You're high. <laughs> yep. Gotta cough this one out. <coughs> Alright. I was laughing too much earlier about our fuck-ups. But... <laughs> That's all we are, is just fuck-ups. God, I know. All that comes out of our mouths is fucked-up content. Right, like, we're probably not going to do a very good job talking about this one, because we don't know what we're fucking talking about. No, and I didn't really care to take detailed notes to, like, try to understand it better. No. Like, look into it more. I I took semi-detailed, I took notes that were more like, Nick, is doing weird shit here, but okay. (laughs) We're like, why did he say that to his wife? But uh, then I read the, like, plot description on Wikipedia afterwards, like, you know, someone was sitting down to record here, so I had a little more, like, I'm like, oh, that's where they were. (laughs) I didn't realize that was the (laughs) picture it was supposed to be. I know. Yep. Yeah. So, um, the, the movie that we're talking about is Lord of War, and it was released in 2005, and pretty much Nick is uh, a Ukrainian arms dealer, and he is kind of like a under-the-counter type of dealer, so a lot of the stuff he does is illegal, and he makes a lot of money from it, but there's also this big moral dilemma because a lot of the guns that he's selling are obviously being used in wars Mm -hmm. to kill innocent people in some cases and so it's uh it's conflicting and um he gets into a lot of trouble the government's on his ass his family is like you know questioning him and so he narrates the story and um kind of just walks us through some of the major events in his life and the thing with this movie is it's supposed to be based off of um, true events that actually happened. Yeah, but it's like a condensed story, so Nick is supposed to be like one representation of five different people that were in that trade. And so it's obviously a Hollywood movie and they gotta tell a story, but... um, illegal arms trades or in Nick's perspective, legal arms trades yeah. <laughs> like weren't are not like fiction, I guess. They're real. It happens. Pe- people die. Yeah. And one of the main people that was uh depicted in this movie, um his name I don't know, it was something about and he was called the Merchant of Death. And there's actually a real-life documentary of him called The Notorious Mr. Bout. And I was like, that one looks kind of interesting. And it just had, like, a bunch of home footage of this guy. And he just looks like a total turd. Like, he's just, like, got this big beer belly. And he has this, like, pedophile mustache. And I was like, oh, God, this guy looks shady. (laughs) Um, So he was one of the ones that I know that they were trying to uh, represent. I didn't look into anyone else, though. So, but I thought the Merchant of Death was a cool-ass name. It is a cool name. (laughs) I was now the best Merchant of Death alive. And, um, the other main co-star in this movie was Jared Leto. I was like, this is a weird combination. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what I thought too. Uh, like pretty boy Jared Leto, and then just this Nick. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't make sense. That and they were brothers, apparently. Uh, yeah. So Jared Leto's character's name was like Vitaly. Was it Vitaly or Vitaly? It was something. It was. Like, uh, I thought it was Vitaly. Vitaly. That's Vitaly. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, how the fuck do you pronounce it? Um, the only reason why I, I it stuck in my head is because there's a pizza restaurant in my hometown. It's called Vitaly's, and yeah. it's so good. It didn't <laughs> so. make that connection, and I very well could have because I know of that pizza place. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't didn't come up. Uh, but yeah, he has um, control issues. I'd say. Like, he, um, um, he cooks for, like, uh, their parents' Jewish restaurant. And they're not Jewish, they're Ukrainian. Um, but he has a sign on the door that says, beware of dog. But they have no dog in I the kitchen. I hate that part. Yeah. I hate that part so much. <laughs> it's, and it's because he has, it, he has to keep himself aware of the dog inside of himself because he's horny AF, apparently. <laughs> like, that's that's all it really is. And I know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so later weird. in, like, the 80s, because um, he does team up with Nick in the, the arms business, even though he has a lot of, like... Um, he, he doesn't think it's a good idea. He's reluctant to join, but Nick is like, you know, we're brothers. Like, you should definitely, you know, do this with me because that's what we do. We do everything together because we're brothers, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so at some point in the 80s, during, like, a Colombian deal, he gets, like, wicked addicted to coke and just, like, it, he falls off the rails from, from there and it's just kind of a huge mess um, throughout the rest of the movie up until like the end, but yeah. So we just see that his character kind of like he's the wild card, and he's the one that's just gonna be like bringing hookers to the family get together and mm-hmm. shit like that. So um, yeah, I didn't really like his character. No, didn't really felt like it. It was a good. But I didn't really like Nick's character either. I thought yeah. he was just, um, obviously he was very selfish and had no moral compass. And we didn't get to see Nick go out of out of the box. This felt very to the script again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't I don't like that. This is more of the direction that he's heading in his career. Is he following the script? And I don't like it for him. Um, because then it's not really a standout film to me if he doesn't get to be yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we know that at this point in his actual life and career, you know, outside of the Lord of War movie, but, like, right now in Nick's life, he's doing some pretty wild shit. I like, the movies that he's coming out with. And so I think we'll get back into some his some of his weird things. Boy, oh, boy, I hope so, because we're yes. I know we're going to get into some really boring shit after this because i think we have a kids movie coming up real soon i know (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah so he's uh he's definitely you know wants to make some money yeah um he already has a name established for himself so i mean he can get gigs pretty easily um but yeah i think 
once we kind of get over this hump, hopefully we'll get back to some of his weird shit. 20 years but, later. Yeah. But, yeah. I know. <laughs> when we watch Pig <laughs> and Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but whatever. I soon realized we just swapped one hell for another. Yeah, don't really know what else to say um, about this. Oh, um, so one of the fun facts in this movie was that Nick's son was in it. Oh, yeah. And um, his did older you son. originally, yeah, his oldest son, which is the goth son, mm-hmm. um, did you find him the first time you uh, watched it through? Did you know what one he was? Only because you told me he was in it. Only because yeah. of that. If if you hadn't told me that he was going to make an appearance in this movie before I watched it, I wouldn't have seen it. Like, I wouldn't have seen him. But I know what he looks like. Like, I recognized his eyes, mostly. Yeah. That was what got me. piercing blue eyes. Yeah. He, he got exactly. from Nick. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only feature that's recognizable anyways. Yeah. Um, but he is a character that's, uh, he's like a kid fixing planes or machinery or whatever in the Ukraine when Nick finally gets to go there after the Cold mm-hmm. War ends. And, uh, but he has, like, one or two lines of dialogue, and he speaks it in, like, Ukrainian or Russian or some shit. Like, one of those languages. <laughs> because um not totally sure if they're accurate in this movie, but I think they were they tried hard. Um, but I don't know if he actually delivers those lines because it was it sounded pretty good, like better than Nick's accents and languages that he does, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, but it might have been something where he's like, okay, I have two lines. Uh-huh. I have to nail this shit. <laughs> yeah. Language coach, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was his first ever, like, movie, yeah. too. His first acting appearance. So, I mean... yeah. A pretty good job for your first bit of bit. I mean, it was zero like minutes of screen time, but yeah. Hey, we we noticed him, or I guess I didn't notice him either. The only <laughs> way I had to like go back, and I was like, oh shit, that's that's who they're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The nepotism continues. Yeah. Oh, the Coppolas are famous for it. So yeah. <laughs> no surprise. Get to work, son. Social. <laughs> Where do we want to go from here? Um, I was going to just say a little bit about, I guess, Nick's character, Yuri, and his obsession with the model, Ava. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that's a good angle, because he's a piece of shit. Um, he has mm-hmm. this obsession with her from seeing her on billboards and in magazines, and I think she might have grown up in similar circumstances to him. So, like, he had this kind of connection with her, but it was more of an obsession, like a stalkerish kind of thing that he, he does here, where once he starts making money in his business, he books her for a photo shoot in Mexico and rents the entire resort so that it's only those two guests there and then he also like um cancels the photographer you know the photographer gets stuck in miami and can't do the photo shoot so the photo shoot gets canceled and nick's like oh what a funny coincidence that we're both here at this resort you know alone together and then 
he blows a whole bunch of money, like, trying to prove to her that he's wealthy enough for her. And then she somehow falls in love with him because he, you know, lies enough to yeah, her. He, and, yeah, yeah, she interprets that as he cares about her. And <sighs> she never really, like, knows what he does. Uh, he kind of just says that, I'm in the transportation business. <laughs> and... I guess she trusts him enough, but yeah, even though he gets the girl that he wanted, every time he goes off on a business trip, he cheats on her, mm-hmm. and he neglects her, and, you know, she's kind of starting to question his lifestyle, and, and um, the police are kind of, or was it the FBI? No. Or was it the DEA? Not DEA. Interpol. Interpol. Yeah. Um, those agents are, like, on Nick's ass, but every time that they, like, catch him, they don't have proof of what he's doing, Mm -hmm. and they end up going to, uh, Nick's wife, and they're like, hey, consider that your parents were killed with the same kind of guns that your husband illegally sells, and she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? And so then she's like, uh, she starts looking into... Nick and what he's doing and she discovers that um you know he's not a good guy yeah yeah uh she also has like a series of like failed careers where she's like oh, yeah. you know she <laughs> tries to be a model and she tries to be an actress and she tries to be an artist and while she's doing her art thing, Nick anonymously buys one of her paintings to Oof. give her like an ego boost which made me feel, like, real shitty. Like, they... It's not explicitly said right away. Like, it's just kind of hinted at. He's like, I'm a patron of the arts now. And then we flash to her, like, I just sold my first painting, like, do-do-do-do-do. And then when she finds his secret storage unit, she finds the painting that she sold. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, okay. Yep, and she finds all of his passports and his guns and and shit that he had hidden away from her. All the proof that nobody else could find was in this one storage unit. (laughs) Yeah, and she, like, she confronts Nick, and she's like, I, like, can't do this anymore. You have to start doing this legally, or else, like, this isn't gonna work. And he kind of is like, okay... And he tries to do it legally for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. he realizes he can't make the money that he needs to. Right. And so he kind of resorts back. One of his main customers, I guess, is this, I don't know if he's like the president or something. It's, his name is Mr. Andre Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Of, um, and he is a president of some like, a Western African country, and uh, he is getting buying guns pretty much to supply all of his like child armies, and to just you know be very much a dictator and use force to get what he wants. And um, he plays Nick in Blood Diamonds, and so it's just, it's a very shady deal. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of Nick's main customer throughout the movie. And then um, towards the end where Nick is selling legally, that um, 
Kresner or whatever he is, approaches Nick and he's like, hey, uh, we really need more guns and like since we need them so bad, we'll pay you a lot of money for them. Yeah, and this Nick's dude like okay. shows up um, at Nick's house in the U.S. Yeah. to make these demands also, which is like, you know, Nick thinks he's kind of like untouchable there, but, yeah, you know, he's not. And so he's kind of yeah. forced to go back into it, even though I think he secretly really wanted to be back in it. You know, that's yeah. that's what he does best. It's what he loves. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and he kind of has a feeling that this deal is going to be something that, like, is, is kind of like a big and something where he needs someone to have his back on. So he goes back to his brother and he's like, hey, this is the last time, I promise. And his brother's like, I'm clean now and I have a girl and I think she's the one. And Nick's like, come on. Yep. And brother is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> no. He goes with and then you're like, ugh, you know something bad's going to happen. Because, of mm-hmm. course, he's got his life straight and now Nick comes in and he wants to kind of paint it. So that leads us to the end. Yeah. Scene. Um, So there, it's I think it's like Sierra Leone. Um, that's supposed to be like the big area that they're doing all these like bad trades in, and Mm -hmm. they have two truckloads of like ammunition and guns and stuff, and uh. Vitali. I was like, I had to really think about it for a minute. He uh, um, goes and essentially blows up one of the, uh, he he tosses a grenade into one of the trucks and blows up half of the stock that they were going to sell. And then he gets shot dead, full of bullets uh, by one of the militia soldiers. And Nick is devastated, of course, because he lost his brother. But he still gets half of the diamonds because one of the trucks left was was left uh, okay, and he gets somebody to um, make like a death certificate for his brother and remove all the the bullets and shrapnel and stuff and send the body back over uh, home, and that was the the like one bit that kind of fucked Nick over in the end because the guy that removed it missed one bullet apparently (laughs) and they were able to use it as evidence against Nick and so Ethan Hawke the Interpol agent who'd been on his ass this whole time finally is able to say like I got you for real this time and Nick's like but you didn't. Like, you don't understand this <laughs> yeah. politics. Like, you're going to sit here and think you got me, but you didn't get me, and I'm going to get to go free in the end. And that's basically how it ends. Like, Yeah. Yep, pretty much because Nick knows a bunch of people on the inside, and mm-hmm. he is such a essential in the trade that, like, not going to be behind bars. Sorry, Ethan Hawke. You, even though you're trying to be the good guy, good guys never prosper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, they pull up a little, like, 
like blurb at the end that that says that the five largest arms producers in the world are also the five members of the UN council or something like that like some big bold statement about how yeah. it's really us fucking everybody over and you know yes it's not lord of war it's warlord that was the movie that was the movie and there was a lot of like um i could see how this could be interesting to someone like my dad, who is, like, into... History and like, war and stuff. History, military, yeah. This is, like, an older <laughs> older gentleman's, like... <laughs> might be more up there, Allie. Yeah. Um, not our... Not our preference. There's a lot of stupid scenes where it was, like, definitely adding the Hollywood flair in it. Like, when the Interpol agent got a tip that Nick was in the middle of some ocean and on this big ship transporting his guns and they had the name of the ship and then mm-hmm. Nick just calls somebody and gets a new name for the ship and as the Interpol agent is like racing up on their boat they're like repainting the name on the boat and I was like oh this yeah. is so extra <laughs> I know like the, I like I get it but also how is that quite possible but it was I don't know the 80s or something 90s yeah and the other thing that I don't get is how Nick even got as established as he did. Because in the beginning, it said, like, he didn't know shit about guns. He saw yeah, somebody he, get shot. He saw, he saw <laughs> and then he's like, that Bilbo Baggins is the one that told him he don't know shit <laughs> to get the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and then Bilbo gets shot in the head later because he was going to sell guns to <laughs> yeah. Nick's opponent. So, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Bilbo. God damn it, Bilbo. Um, I know. And, yeah, so then apparently Nick starts, he sells his first gun, and then he finds out how to get into the underground trade, and he just becomes a fucking star somehow. He just basically thinks, I think it's, he's like a good salesman or whatever. Like, you know, that's all it took for him. He just kind of... You kept building it up and mm-hmm. eventually had an empire, but but the movie is just so all over the place that it would it's very hard to make those connections, anyways. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the coolest part of the movie was probably the very beginning when you see the bullet get manufactured, like yes. you s- from its infancy all the way up until it enters the head of a child. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I know. It's like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to watch that, we could just watch a How It's Made episode. But I guess we wouldn't get the gruesome that's ending true. of where it goes. True. I love How It's Made. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, Anything else about this movie worth mentioning? God, no. I have nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> we gotta rank it. Yes. The fuck is that? God, there's so many. I know where to find out where this one falls. I like. No, oh. I was about to say I liked it more than Matchstick Men. I'm like, did I? <laughs> Am I questioning <laughs> myself? Did I like it more than Matchstick Men? Uh, it might have been a little bit more interesting. I'm up here by Firebirds. It's gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. How did Firebirds get so high? I guess not high, 29. It's like you're right in the middle. I would say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say that I liked it better than Firebirds. 
Yeah. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Was it better than that? <laughs> God, they're barely comparable. I know. <laughs> Captain Corelli's Mandolin? <sighs> God. <laughs> oh my God. They're all so bad, though. Like I know. I know. It's like you don't want to give one better than the other. Cause it's, it's definitely like, it not better it? than National Treasure. <laughs> I think. No. Maybe between yeah. Captain Corelli's Mandolin and National Treasure? Sure. Sounds like a good spot for it. Like it fucking matters, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so that makes it uh, number 26 out of 44. Oh, no. Our next movie. All right. So our next movie is The Weatherman, which is probably our last R movie for a sec. <laughs> like... So hopefully it's good. Um, this one also came out in 2005. Uh, it's an hour and 42 minutes. It's a comedy drama. And so hopefully... I know we've watched this. Like, at least we've I started say, it. I it sounds very I familiar. I feel like we've maybe even considered watching it. It's definitely been in the, the mouth at some point. But, uh... This sounds very similar Okay, I guess read the description and then... Yeah. The uh, description is a Chicago weatherman, separated from his wife and children, debates whether professional and personal success are mutually exclusive. That is not a very good description. No, but it sounds a lot like The Family Man. Yeah. Remember that one where Nick was like, I chose my job over the wife, and then he gets to go find out what having a wife and kids would be like. Instead of having his career. And this is almost like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Where he has a family, but then goes. Yeah. <laughs> and does a single life. I'm reading a different, like, description. At least it's rated R, so. I know. It's like, there's going to be some swearing, at least. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Oh, hopefully that will ah, hold us R over. for strong language and sexual content. Whoa. Yeah. I don't really recognize anyone else. Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in this movie. Oh, nice. He's a good dude. I recognize Nicholas Holt. Was he play like a Um, child in this movie? He must. How old is he? He looks pretty young. Well... I meant, like, how old is like he now? now. <laughs> yeah, he was born in yeah, 89, he was... so he's 32. And uh, the pictures for Nick's hairstyle, they're, like, <laughs> trying to comb down his comb over so that he has bangs. That like emo hair. That, <laughs> yeah, side bangs. The, the swoop that boys used to do in high school. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Gotta cover the baldingness. Yeah. <laughs> Make him look young. Well, I mean, for Lord of War, and for this next movie, and for Ant Bully, I kind of wish we had one of them guns that Nick's been talking about, (laughs) so we could put it to our dome and not have to watch it anymore. (sighs) It's, we do this to ourselves, though. (laughs) In some sick way. We love it. We do. But in the end. I will be released. 